today I just want to warn you again <laughs> yes I can <laughs> Cinco de Mayo it's uh, Thursday with uh, Mike and John got it going on uh, had a big winner last night in our uh, our Thursday night trivia question we'll get right. to that of course our final entrant the last one yes we just did this the accounting procedures prior to the show and yes. that was the 10th entrant <laughs> that's why we're crabby yeah. <laughs> it's like oh gosh we have to add we have to make sure we have 10 yeah that was the deal. We did forensic audit. Oh, yeah. We went back in, scrutinized everything, and uh, yes. If, if so. I would have known that, I would have made the question a lot harder. Right. <laughs> but so, I didn't, that's so okay. you're welcome. That's okay. All right. All right, so we'll have that answer coming up here in just a few minutes. That's big giveaway with Cooper and Binkley Jewelers. Also, Cooper and Binkley bringing you today's GIGO News. Right, and here's what's going on. A crash Wednesday in Genoa Township sent one driver to the hospital and slowed traffic for several hours through one of the busiest intersections in Livingston County. According to the Livingston County Sheriff's office deputies were dispatched just after 6 p.m. to a two-vehicle serious injury crash on Grand River in the traffic light-controlled intersection of Walmart. A preliminary investigation indicated a 58-year-old female Fowlerville resident was driving a 2015 Ford Fiesta westbound on Grand River when she attempted to turn left into the Walmart parking lot, but she failed to yield to a 2010 Ford Fusion operated by an 18-year-old DeWitt man. He was heading east on Grand River. The Fiesta was struck in the passenger side by the Fusion as it turned, the driver of the Fiesta was not wearing her seatbelt and was injured in the crash. She was transported by Livingston County Ambulance to the University of Michigan Hospital in Ann Arbor for treatment. The driver of the Fusion was wearing his seatbelt and was not injured. Neither speed nor alcohol appear to be factors in the crash, which closed down uh, two lanes in the intersection for about two hours during investigation and cleanup. The crash remains under investigation. More than a century after his passing, a Livingston County Sheriff's deputy who died in the line of duty has been recognized. Deputy Earl Avery was honored Monday night at a candlelight memorial service at the Michigan State Capitol. The Livingston County Sheriff's Office says it only recently learned Avery died in the line of service in 1921 due to a vehicle accident. Sheriff Mike Murphy attended the ceremony and placed a carnation on a wreath for fallen officers and then lit a candle in Deputy Avery's memory. Earl Avery was a World War I veteran and a lifelong resident of Howell. And a professional snowboarder from Livingston County said it was the experience of a lifetime Wednesday as he visited the White House and met President Biden. Jake Vetter, whose sixth overall finish at this year's Winter Olympics made him the top performer from Team USA in the men's snowboard cross, posted to Instagram pictures of his visit along with other competitors from the Summer Games in Tokyo and Winter Games in Beijing. Vetter, a 22-year-old Pinckney native, took a selfie with the president along with other photos from the event, including one with him posing in front of the White House. Vetter has been a member of the national team since 2018 and has been snowboarding since the age of three. And that's what's going on. 
I'm glad you and I taught Jake how to snowboard. Yeah, it's, it's good You're to see that he, uh, you know, took those lessons. Probably. We should have given him a Gigo sticker yeah. to take to the White I, House. I taught him how to fall down correctly. <laughs> and I taught him how yeah. to get back up. Yeah. So you get knocked down, you get back up again. Of course, news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, downtown Brighton. And our winner, final winner. Yes. We're going to talk about Cooper and Binkley because they are providing the big prize. They are. For our giveaway tomorrow afternoon. For Mother's Day. Right. We'll have 10 qualifiers joining us at Cooper & Binkley about 1 o'clock, and we'll make the drawing, and they'll get that beautiful $880-valued Zagani gold and diamond twist. Yes. And our answer yeah. from last night's trivia, the average American does this 32 times a year. 32 times it, a year. It said dangerous. That's more than once or twice a month. I did the math. Look at that guy go. Thank you. <laughs> It was eating while driving. Mm. Eating while driving. That number seems I do that low. like every day. I mean, that it number's is. low. I think. <laughs> but some people yeah. don't eat and drive. You know, some people just feed the kids. Are they are they Americans? I don't know. <laughs> we have to check their. Isn't it should that, be isn't a driver's that, part of the driver's <laughs> driving test. Here, you the joke, but honestly, it should be because we all do it. It's it's you should exactly. know how to properly you know eat and drive. And there should be certain foods that would be right. more on the recommended right. to eat while you're Here's what you place. don't eat while you drive. Anything, exactly. Anything from Taco Bell. <laughs> no. That's why it can be dangerous. Unless you're like, you know what? I think this shirt would look good with some taco meat on it. <laughs> okay. and I, I don't ever clean the inside of right. my car. Then go ahead and do that. Otherwise, no. No. Sherry Kendall. Yeah. Our last qualifier. Congratulations to Sherry. All right. She's qualified for a big giveaway with Cooper and Binkley Jewelers tomorrow, downtown Brighton. Of course, for all your Mom's Day gifts, they've got what you need. You spend $200, you'll save $30. Spend $300 or more, save five, uh, $50. If you, say, uh, if you spend over $500, you'll save $100. Right. That's 20%. We did the math on that. Too. Yeah, we so did. Thank you to Cooper and Binkley Jewelers. <laughs> of course, free gift with a purchase of over $300 for Mother's Day. And they still have the 27th annual uh, Mom's Day wall going on. The kids uh, That's making right. uh, Mother's Day portraits from uh, first graders at uh, Spencer and Hawkins Elementary School. Yeah, very cool. So uh, thanks to the folks over at Cooper and Binkley's, and uh, we'll be there tomorrow with our uh, our 10 qualifiers. We pop in tonight during ladies' night. We, ladies' night out is going on well, tonight you know, downtown. Bright. You know how the ladies are asking it, for us. Are they? Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> hey, we're brought to you by Firehouse Doors, uh, located in Livingston County, serving residents for the past 24 years, a family-owned business striving to treat each customer like family. They're veteran-owned. Mike, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. They're your one-stop yeah. shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. Boy, you always call early. Well, for I the past 20... We're going to take hands. Rich is <laughs> for, quick with the phone. <laughs> for the past 21 years, <laughs> Firehouse Doors has been... Early. Yeah. Hold on. I'm in the middle of an ad. Hold on. For the John past 21 years, Firehouse Doors has been Livingston County's only authorized distributor for CHI overhead doors. Call them today, 810-599-7480. And yes, on the phone, Rich Pearlberg. Good morning, Rich. With the less you know. Can I, can I talk now? I yes, you may that. talk now. Yeah. We're letting you get the vocal cords warmed yeah, up. Right. <laughs> you know, get that last drink of whiskey down and warm them up. Every, when you talk to us, chances are you need a shot or two. <laughs> I'm not sure why it has to be the last drink, but okay. Right. So uh, we were talking with Rich Pearlberg, of course, uh, the less you know. Yes. And uh, we thought we'd start with something light and easy. Lighthearted. Like abortion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, what's better than having three 
uh, older guys oh, yeah. talk about women's reproductive health. Hey, if women aren't used to you know three white guys sitting down and deciding things for them by now, uh, yeah, wait a minute. Should we put on robes? <laughs> All right. All right. So obviously this draft opinion comes out this week and uh, big furor and you know both sides on this issue. Uh, Who's it going to bring out more, forth, more right. support for? I, I, you know, is it going to be the right or the left as far as who's going to come out and support, you know, get their voices heard? Uh, like, who, this leak, who does it benefit? Yeah, I mean, who do you think will most... Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. That, that's a great question. And I, I was just talking with somebody yesterday about who, who do you think really did it? Was it the, the pro or the anti side of, of the abortion issue? Uh, it, could, it could have been either to, to try to, to create this type of... Um, Interest right. and anxiety. I mean, this is this is probably the most emotionally and divisive issue over over my lifetime. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's hard for anybody that has a belief to to be lukewarm about it. You're either 100 uh, percent pro choice or or you're 100 uh, percent uh, pro life, and there's not a whole lot of room in between. So, right. So the initial reaction, at least looking at it, seemed to be that this was going to benefit uh, uh, Democrats. Uh, the the pro-choice movement because it was going to energize them, especially prior to the election. Um, and then there's been this debate, like, who leaked it? Was it somebody on the progressive side? Was it somebody on the conservative Alito, side? Right? Well, it was Alito's opinion, but yeah. who leaked it out was the question. Yeah, who? You know, you know what? You know what? Yeah. I, I, and I'm a, I'm a little bit um, jaded at my thought about all these uh, things that are going to energize the Democrats. I've heard about too many blue waves that turned out to be... Uh, little dribbles and and I um, I could go back to when uh, John Engler uh, upset uh, uh, Jim Blanchard to be his first run for governor and it was it was the uh, the anti-abortion crowd that put him over the top at the end and the reason Donald Trump got elected was you know you can think of all the other stuff about the angry white men and all that stuff but it was it was the idea that he was going to be able to uh, uh, appoint Supreme Court justices that I think got him his narrow victory, and, and it worked. Look, look at what's happened. Is those are the most monumental things he's done was uh, between with him and uh, the the workings of Mitch McConnell, uh, totally changed the look of the uh, Supreme Court, and uh, you've got a uh, majority now that's uh, getting ready to apparently. Uh, strike down uh, Roe versus Wade. Well, I guess the thing that strikes me about this is that um, uh, the surprise. Oh my God, they're going to strike down. I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> like, what rock were you living under? This is what has been in the works now for. Did you see, did you see Susan Collins saying she was right. shot? Right. Uh, was, yeah, was she literally clutching her pearls? Because yeah. I, you know, that's the thing, I guess. And I, I, So here's the thing about the leak. Everyone's talking about who leaked, whatever, and, and the ramifications of that. And I guess my point is, is, like, whether this decision came out now or in July, I guess, when it was supposed to be released, um, What's there the difference? Still would have been, people would have been shocked. In What's July. the difference? There would have been the same. So, in a sense, you get a, a couple of months' advance notice, I suppose. Uh, I'm, to, I'm not sure how yeah. this changes elections. Are these people not right. going to vote this uh, fall? Right. I, I, I guess I I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that it won't energize Democrats. Uh, I, I think okay. it I think it will. I guess I just feel in terms of the timing of the leak, I don't think that matters because whether they all got energized now or they all got energized in July, my question to them is. 
Why weren't you energized prior to this? I mean, you know, in terms of this has been in the works, not just in the last couple of years, the last couple of decades. This has been a long-term project to do this. And in a certain sense, whatever, wherever you stand on this issue, you have to, you have to say, I think it's just a strategy thing. You have to say, hats off. To- My sense of jadedness is if they really cared about this, then why didn't they vote for Hillary Clinton the first time and you wouldn't have had a Donald Trump president. I mean, I think that that's, you know, right. I, I think, and like I said, I think this even precedes the, the whole Trump movement. I mean, this has been a long, this has been a long-term project. I mean, look at Alito. This was his opinion, and it's not, to me, it's not a coincidence that they had him write the opinion. Uh, because, look, he was, he was a, a George W. Bush appointee, and, you know, he was, you know, an arch-conservative placed on the court to achieve exactly this outcome. And uh, you know, it, I would say this. I think that the the uh, the uh, anti-choice crowd. Sorry, I'm going to say it. Uh, I think that they sure. have been uh, patient. They have been relentless. They have had a long-term plan. They haven't. They've just kept the pace moving forward to achieve this goal. But here's my question to you, or anybody else, is I go okay. Do they really want to achieve this? I mean, I understand if you're... That's a great question. I think the true believers do. I think if you're part of the Republican background, this is a little scary because this has been a great source of political power for you. Regardless of what they believe, they've been able to throw out the... uh, You know, you you see somebody who runs for Republican uh, office, and the first things they say is that they're they're, uh, uh, anti-abortion, although they use the term pro-life, uh, they and they're and they're pro Second Amendment. You got to say that the Republicans, most of them, probably paid for freaking abortions in their in their careers. But but they the the, the 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 cynical ones really don't care about abortion. They care about winning elections, and they're able to use abortion as a as a tool to uh, to do that, and that'll go away. And, and I guess, yeah, I, I suppose I was looking at it like this, in terms of uh, the, the... Well, once you get that, once you get what you've been right. campaigning for for so long, then it's like, okay, now what do we do? Exactly. You know, so uh, I guess time will tell theory, on that. Critical race theory, uh, grooming pedophiles, I mean, you'll build... All right, we got more. <laughs> they have a There's smorgasbord more. of issues that they, they planted can, that yeah. seed now. Okay, I got it. <laughs> hey. and, I, and, I know, and I know this is really going to uh, put people to sleep this early in the morning, but... Uh, uh, the, the thing is about there's a technical thing behind Roe versus Wade that gets lost in the shuffle in that that Roe versus Wade doesn't come out in favor or against uh, uh, abortion. What it does is it finds the constitutional protection for abortion, right. which a lot of people say doesn't exist. And even <laughs> the notorious um, RBG said Roe versus Wade was really a problematic uh, decision because it was not based on good constitutional law. Well, I guess that brings up the thing that I, that I've seen the 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 people that have been trying the crowd that has been trying to have this outcome achieved. What they've said all along is exactly that: that hey, this was a poorly decided legal decision, and that this is not a codified law. It's you know, and that they created this right to privacy, and yet. But I think that it's the same Supreme Court, I mean, different justices, but it's the same entity that you're now going to use to overturn this, but you're doing it by the same means that you've spent 50 years saying was illegitimate to do it to begin with. In other words, welcome to politics. That's a crap with Kavanaugh and and, uh, other nominees who assured uh, 
people like Collins that they had a respect for precedent. Right. Yeah. Which, which they did. And they were lying through their teeth. I mean, maybe Brett was having... All right, now. <laughs> was Squib around? <laughs> squee, whatever squee. his name was. was squee, squee, squid, squee. squid. Squee. I forgot. Squee. Squib, I don't know. You know what? Yeah, let's, let's switch gears a little bit and uh, talk about the Opera House now. <laughs> I'm going to grind the gears a little bit on this. Rich. <laughs> since, since we're talking about old institutions. <laughs> you know, when, when John and I first started doing morning radio here in Livingston County, we did get a tour of the Opera House, and it was before the, the first renovation, which really just covered the, the, the main, the main floor. floor. But such a, such a cool building, and I understand those that want to uh, restore it, but the cost of this thing, even back then when they were talking about getting like $10 million, and whatever they got... <laughs> and that was just I mean, they've, along the way, they've made some improvements, yeah. but mean, obviously they haven't restored that second no, floor, the, the, main, the main area. But, yeah, I mean, there yeah. was parts of it. And, you know, we got the history of the whole building and a lot of uh, cool things. There's probably still spit uh, tobacco spit stains <laughs> on the upstairs level from high school dances or something. But It's an amazing thing. It I is. You see some of the pictures back when it was used for graduation yeah. or, or dinners. It's, it's, it's a wonderful uh, potential treasure, but I'm I'm kind of struck by the idea of 13 million. Back back at the renovation you talked about, some of that was pushed by suggestions from from a really well known area guy named Jeff Daniels who happened yeah. to be in town and talked to him. Good and, friend of ours. Said, you guys got to quit talking about stuff. You got you got to do do something small, relatively small, to get the thing open. Right. Right. And when, he, and when they they told him he, they were looking for, I don't. It was seven or ten million dollars, and he just laughed at her face. <laughs> I'm a movie star. Yeah. I couldn't raise that. <laughs> right, right. Well, I know. Well, you know, remember I mean, Melissa Gilbert and Tim Busfield when they were residents for the short period of time they deigned us with their presence uh a lot of people were like they're gonna buy it and fix it up and i'm like they're not jeff bezos for god's sakes now bezos you know this is like his tip on his lunch tab but short of something like that happening the reality is i don't know how you're gonna get that kind of money well and, and i think also and this is one of my my beliefs in, in a community like Howard Livingston County, you've got to be very careful of how you go after your community's resources. I mean, people know people and, and can have lunches and dinners with them and say, this is a good deal. I, I think you should spend your money on that. But there's a lim finite amount. And is that really where you want to try and, and get your money for? I mean, one, one of the best fundraisers in Livingston County was a couple, I don't know, 20 years ago for the La Casa building. Right, right. Yeah. Which, which, which was significant. Or for the cancer building out at uh, in, in Genoa Township and you know, what used to be called... Uh, Wood Woodland, uh, yeah. Those, those, those were significant, important additions to the community. You're really going to try and raise $13 million for, for an opera house? And, and I don't know. I haven't seen enough of it. Maybe they've got a plan. But do they have an operational plan to go with that? I mean, well... What if, what if you somehow succeeded? How do you make that sucker run? Well, yeah, it's it, small. Yeah, I mean that's the pro it, it's a small space, so you can't it can't be ticket sales. I mean that's not going to do it. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna write checks of uh, ten to fifty thousand dollars? You go down to Chelsea at Purple Rose, and Jeff Daniels has contacted people who write big annual checks right. to, to to support it. And, and like he said, he's a he's a movie star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Where in Livingston County are you going to get checks for that? I, I think we're going to have to move the podcast to the upper level <laughs> you know, of the opera house. <laughs> okay. you know. There, we, we'll, we'll do it. I, I we're going to raise, what, uh, 12.9 million? Oh, yeah. oh, that, that's generous. 12.99999 right right million. <laughs> so. no, I mean, it's a wonderful thing. But, right. but, but, it's but a great the, thought, but there's other options. I mean, no one, it, and, and again, no one's debating whether the opera house should be renovated or should should be saved of course it should but it's how do you do that, that who, yeah. who pays I, I don't know that's a ton yeah i mean um, if it's the taxpayers I'm, I'm money that's Traverse city they've got a, an opera house I, I, I saw the one story that said it'd be the only one of its type in michigan well there's seven or eight including one in traverse city Adrian has a Adrian has a beautiful one too. I think. Uh, well, they've got the Traverse State one has seating yeah. for over six hundred people. Right, yeah. and the seating for the Howell Opera House would be sixty. I thought it was less than. <laughs> I know, really. I thought yeah. it was less than a hundred. So, say, well, if you're talking the upper yeah. level and right. then the main level, but you still have the stage, right? But if you're gonna if you're gonna book an act right. on that stage, you yeah. can't fit. But you know, maybe 60, 70 people. Well, here's what you do. You just put big screens outside and let people stand on Grand River. <laughs> well, I mean, but, 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 but in all seriousness, how, how do you make that work? That's what I'm, yeah. Book yeah. Got asked and got wanting to get paid. So what are you going to have to charge for your tickets? Oh, about $700. <laughs> it's like going to see the Eagles. <laughs> right. That's how you bill it. You just go, hey, it's just like buying a ticket for the Eagles. Yeah, you'd do that, wouldn't you? Come on, man. Sure, it's a high school play. <laughs> maybe, maybe if they can get the Beatles back. Oh, yeah. There you go. We'll reanimate the two dead ones, bring them back. It's simple. It'll be virgin. <laughs> a Super. virtual type thing. Here's the motivation, though, and I, and I want to give you guys this image to carry on uh, your day. Uh-oh. Years ago, when he was editor of the paper, Buddy Morehouse said if they ever raised that money to restore the, the opera house, he would dance naked down Grand Oh, God, please. No, no, forget it. <laughs> now, no. Mike and John are now fully on board with not raising that money. We are going to oppose every public effort. <laughs> I was just shaving my mustache for Walk for Warmth. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love the idea of the building, but my God. Yeah. You know, yeah. the way the arts have changed, though, and this could be a sporting slash arts uh, theater, yeah. is if you bring gaming into it. You know, virtual gaming, like uh, how the gamers, if you made that a gamers theater, you could probably raise that kind of money because that's, that's more people would probably go to see that type of stuff, like e games, as opposed well, to I've going heard to see. About that. that just, I'm. I'm I'm, I might as well. You might as well try to get me to, to figure out how to run my TV. Well, there's that. I mean, well, you, you just you know, we'll start. We'll start. Here's a Coleco that? football with, for you with we. Yeah, with we. Yeah. We bowling. Okay. Is that, is that like that Pac-Man stuff? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah close enough. The beginners, sure. <laughs> you got to walk before you can run. <laughs> Crawl before you can walk. All right. So in. I, I mean, it's just. Solidifies me as, uh, as the curmudgeon of Livingston County. I just, I just don't see. Uh, <laughs> do you I know, if they sure. do a gaming thing there, maybe, Rich, that could be your role. Is every now and then you can come out in a bathroom and be like, what are you kids doing in here? <laughs> You're kind of like Jeff Durham's Walter. <laughs> All right. Uh, we haven't learned a thing yet. No, we, we haven't. It's the less you know it with is. Mitch Perlberg. All right. <laughs> I lived up to my name. Yeah. All, right. All right. Thanks, All right. Rich. Take it easy. We'll yeah. talk to you next Take week. Care. All right. All yeah, right. the less you know with Rich, that's a lot of fun. It is. Yeah, and you know, the Opera House, it is such.
such a cool building, but that's a lot of money. It is. All right. Hey, we're moving into our, we got a big bang boom morning. This that's morning. what I heard when right. I walked in. <laughs> so a, it's a big bang We're going right boom. from the less you know to something that you're actually going to learn. And of course, that's our community spotlight sponsored by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum as a community focused real estate agent. He is once again spending the month of May doing what he has dubbed Main Street May, where each day he'll be using his Facebook page to highlight a different business on Main Street in Brighton, encouraging everyone to take a moment each day this month to support the businesses that build our community. People who interact with his post will have a chance to win a $10 gift card to his business. Yesterday, he stopped by the Pound Bar and Grill, and uh, you can find his post on Jordan Genso Community Servant Community Realtor Facebook page for your chance to win a gift card. You might see Jordan with headphones on as he listens to Main Street by Bob Seger every time he goes into a different <laughs> right. part Main, Main Street, Street May. Yeah. yeah, it's part of Main Street May. All right. And, uh, Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Uh, all right. So, all right. Remember that big bang boom? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a Try big bang. So, all right. So, uh, we're, we're hoping to connect with Jeff and Jana Yiki. They are leading the charge to transform about 100 acres along the Huron River in Hamburg Township into an outdoor recreation venue. That'll be called Freedom River. They're really hoping to do that. <laughs> they really are. Let me see. How, how many times do you want me to I dial the number? Just make sure you called it right. Up. Oh, see. See. You got it. You got you. Look at that. I trans. I, I transformed two numbers, and that was bad on me. Okay. That was all part of the comedic timing that we have here. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm Mike and John. Got it going on in this big bang boom morning. It's a big bang boom morning. Big bang boom. Yeah. Good morning, this is Jeff and Jana. Hey. Hi, Jeff and Jana, this is Mike and John. <laughs> this, this sounds like a, a cheap movie. <laughs> All right, so John uh, was introducing um, what your what your uh, idea is for uh, the Freedom River. Let's uh, let's get a little bit more from you guys. Yeah, let's get some it. background. Uh, both of you are, are veterans, correct? Uh, just, just me. My oh. wife is a veteran being associated with me. Okay. Veteran by association. Yeah, That's close enough. I'm sorry. Yeah, so so tell us how this all came about. Give us the background about, you know, uh, what Freedom River is and how it all came about. I guess I'll start with my military background. In uh, 1988, I entered the U.S. Army in a light infantry unit called 10th Mountain Division. Uh, I was an M60 gunner. Uh, spent some time down in Central American Panama Joint Operation Training Center. Um, just had a really good time while I was in. Got out, got the Army College Fund and GI Bill. Uh, got my degree from Michigan State in exercise physiology and got the opportunity to work at the Ann Arbor VA Hospital. Um, at the Ann Arbor VA, I got a chance to work with a lot of veterans, and that's when I got a true sense of uh, what our veterans deal with on a daily basis when it comes to cognitive and physical disabilities. Um, it was a real eye-opener, and after three years of working uh, with these veterans from 8 in the morning till 4.30, um, just got a real true sense to see what our veterans need and the support that they need. Um, one of the biggest things that we saw was that uh, there's a lot of downtime at the hospital. Some of them might be there for a couple of days, some might be a week, some might be several months. Uh, there's an extended care facility also at the Ann Arbor VA where there's 40 beds where veterans actually live there. And the problem is, is there's no outlet for them. There's no fresh air, there's no getting out. Um, they're basically government property at this point. Um, so anyway, when I left the VA, uh, my wife and I have started our own business, and uh, we started volunteering at the Ann Arbor VA, and we got a chance to go in on Christmas Eve for the last 19 years. Uh, we gather uh, gifts, donations, uh, money, 
and we go in on Christmas Eve. I dress up as Santa Claus, and we go in on Christmas Eve, and we go to each room, and we hand out gift bags and a $50 bill to the veterans to spend as they please, and uh, get a chance to sit down with the veterans, each one, and talk to them for five or ten minutes just to find out how their year is going and uh, just kind of catch up with them. But one of the things that we always ask is, what would you like for Christmas? And the common response was, how do I get out of here and how do I get some fresh air? Right. And that kind of spurred us on to Freedom River. So, so, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, 100 acres along the Huron River and uh, in Hamburg Township. So when this comes to fruition, what do you what do you envision? Yeah, so this is uh, actually this was just a concept my wife and I had a year ago. Uh, we live right here on the Huron River, and this property is right adjacent to our property. It's uh, 94 acres. It's got a half a mile of frontage on the Huron River. On the east side, on the west side, we have 1,200 feet of uh frontage on a private lake and uh, it's just a beautiful piece of property and I told my wife I was like what do you think do we have 2.4 million dollars to buy this property and do something good with it for our veterans and uh, went and talked to the township here and they were super nice and uh, uh, eventually after a week they said you should go for it don't know how you're going to raise over 2 million dollars to buy this but go for it so my wife and I put together a presentation and uh, started talking to business leaders our clients friends family and uh, nine months, we were able to raise just under $2 million to wow. be able to purchase this property, and we just closed out this last January right here. You wow. know, I think there's folks at the Howell Opera House that want to talk to you <laughs> about fundraising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah talking about the, the fundraising from the from the businesses, did you do just uh, reach out, like GoFundMe type stuff, or was it uh, events? No, this actually was no events. It was just word of mouth, and uh, wow. my wife and I in our 27-year career of uh doing personal training and the people that we, we uh, work with, um, we just brought this idea by them. Once we realized that we weren't crazy, it's like, hey, let's start reaching out to people and see if this can gain some support and talk to some of our business leader friends and clients. And uh, they said, this sounds great. We'll support you 100%. And before you knew it, we started hearing kind of numbers that were going to be coming in uh, for the support on this. And uh yeah, it was just through word of mouth and uh, just great support from the community. Well, and I guess that, that speaks to this issue in general. I think people, you know, I, I don't know of anyone that's like, no, I don't want to support the troops. Uh, but but in terms of, like, here's something practical, something, uh, you know, uh, tangible that you can do. Uh, as you said, talking to these veterans who said, you know, these gifts are nice, the visits are nice, get me out of here. I want to go do right. something. I want to be right. active. And so to provide that space, boy, that just makes a lot of sense in so many different ways. Because it would touch upon so many things that, you know, would touch upon mental health, it would touch upon physical, uh, you know, and things like that. It sort of runs the range there. Right. And uh, one of the things that holds strong, I guess, in the community when people are saying, who are the demographics that you're reaching out to? Uh, one example is the national average um, is less than 1% of our citizens actually served in the military. And here, just in Livingston County, we have 7% of our population is our veterans. And so we're well, well represented. And we're looking to serve Southeast Michigan, which constitutes about 172,000 veterans in six counties. And 27% of those veterans will not receive benefits because of their income. They weren't injured in combat. Can't prove that their injuries were emotional distress caused by military service. And uh, we're looking to fill that gap and help those veterans that really need it the most. And this is for veterans and their families. We're looking to help the family unit get them out here. 
um, that's our main goal right now. So with the uh, with the purchase of the land, you said you just uh, kind of moved along in that direction with the donations. Now, there's other other things you were talking about with this land for the Freedom River, uh, boating and uh, horseback riding, campgrounds, all that's going to cost more money, I would assume, too, to put all that yeah. in place. Yeah, yeah so our, we're going to do this in phases. So the first phase will be anything you can do during the daytime. So it'll be like a 12-hour time frame where it's more of the outdoor recreation, not spending the night or camping um so that first phase like building the docks and um all of that all the um uh the roads and the fire pits and um the fitness center all that outside um, we're looking to raise uh, 1.5 million dollars for that first phase so that's going to be our big push to begin with and then what are like what's the long term you know uh timeline that you're looking at for like full completion or what do you have down the road uh, we're looking to complete all this uh, in three years. We'll be wow. up and fully running. Wow. That's pretty ambitious, <laughs> yes, but having raised what you already have, and yeah. you, what you said, nine months you raised that money? Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess you... It all happened so fast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And what's great about it is that we've assembled a board of directors here, and uh, they all have special skill sets. One I want to bring up is our good friends Mike and Debbie Haller, and he's the CEO of uh, Walbridge Construction, and he's been very instrumental with helping us go through this last year and making things fall into on the line, working with local municipalities and making sure that our I's are dotted and our T's are crossed. Um, it's just been a real blessing with having them on board. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hats off to both of you uh, for stepping up and, and making this happen. Again, we're uh, talking with Jeff and Jana Yiki, uh, who are you know putting together Freedom River, hundred acres along the Orange River in Hamburg Township, uh, outdoor recreation venue for for veterans. And if, if people want to know more online resources, where should they go? Uh, yes, yeah, so the website's freedomriverflows.org, and if they want more information from us or want us to talk to them about them, give, give them a personal presentation, too. They can email us at info at freedomriverflows.org, and uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all Freedom River Flows, Twitter's Freedom underscore Flows. But, right. uh, yeah, Sounds like they got it going on, too. Yeah, it does sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in my head, so you're <laughs> all right. Well, you want to give us a little rendition? Come on, a little yeah, duet. Uh, uh, you two? I'll save you all. From- <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all, right. all right. Next time. All right. Uh, well, if you want, you can join us in downtown Brighton tonight and sing along with us. All right. <laughs> For Ladies Night Out. All right. Well, Jeff. Yeah, yeah Jeff and Jana. And Jana uh, thank you so much. And uh, you know what? We'd love to have you back on the show at some later point when uh, things are progressing and uh, you can give us an update. Yeah, see where you're at. That'd be great. That right. sounds awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey, keep Have up you. the great work. Yeah, Thanks thank for you. joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. You do the same. All right. All hey, right. you know, we should mention, yeah, we are going to be in uh, downtown Brighton tonight for Ladies Night Out. We're yeah. thinking maybe around 7-ish. Is that what we're thinking? And this big bang boom? Sure. <laughs> no, no, we were. <laughs> That's what we were thinking. Yeah, we were. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's how you smell the smoke. Uh, once again, our community spotlight sponsor, Jordan Genso, with the Genso team at Remax Platinum. You can find him on Facebook at Jordan Genso, community servant, community realtor. You can do your part to support small businesses on this Main Street May. And of course, this is Teacher Appreciation Week, and all week long and all month long, we're going to be highlighting uh, different teachers uh, through our, uh, you know, uh, uh, sponsorship by the Howell Education. 
Education Association, Building Futures Together. And uh, they are promoting and celebrating excellence in the teaching profession. They are expanding on National Teacher Appreciation Week, highlighting and celebrating excellence in teaching all month long. Teachers that are being spotlighted this month have been nominated by their HEA colleagues as examples of teaching excellence. And uh, today we're going to be talking with Lindsay Perkins. Perkins. From uh, Highlander Way Middle School, yeah. English teacher, extraordinaire. As I hit the right number, yeah, okay, making sure here. Yeah, double, okay. double checking here because you know what happens from time to time. Somebody hits the wrong number, and it's all right. You end up talking to somebody in Hello? Topeka. Hi, is this Lindsay? Yeah, this is Lindsay. Lindsay, Lindsay Perkins. Yes. Well, good morning. It's Mike and John from Mike and John. Got it going on. Uh, congratulations. Uh, you're today's uh, winner for uh, the uh, Teacher Appreciation Week, the Howell Education Association selecting you. You've been nominated by uh, your fellow teachers as someone uh, who uh, exemplifies. Yeah, when they said, we're nominating Lindsay, we said, what's Lindsay got going on? Yeah. Something with uh, Junior Survivor, maybe? Yeah. Like that's turned Positively out. Project, positivity project. Yeah, like that's turned out in anything. You know, uh, so Junior Survivor, this is connected to Senior Survivor, right? Correct. Yeah, so t- so talk about, I mean, obviously last week you had the big Senior Survivor uh, event and the big check, uh, a lot of money raised. And Junior Survivor, this is the first year that I, I heard about Junior Survivor. Uh, was this the first year that you guys did that? Yeah, this was the first official year of, um, we called it Eighth Grade Survivor here at the middle school. Um, they've over the last few years, they've been trying to include the middle schools into the survivor competition a little bit more. They started with the juniors in fifth grade. So um, this year, uh, myself and Trisha Clark decided that we wanted to have some fun with it too. And so we created our eighth grade survivor competition um, here at Highlander Way. So um, we presented the idea to our entire eighth grade kind of pepped him up for it, told him what it was all about, building the inclusive playground at Genoa Park. And then we had the students apply to be selected. They even did little videos, um, not as involved as what the seniors do, but just a little bit of the taste. And then we chose eight eighth graders. And then um, the week prior to Senior Survivor is when we ran our competition. So our survivors competed in little fun challenges in the morning, um, things like the, there was a little obstacle course, there was a balloon challenge to like, keep their balloons up in the air as long as they could, kind of like minute-to-win-it challenges. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's what and, it kind of sounds like. Yeah, and so um, whoever won first, second, third place, we had some money that we added to their donation buckets every day um, that they could earn. And then they also had a hype person that would go around during hawk hour at the beginning of the day and help them collect money while they were and they were at the lunches and they brought in they came up with their own ideas of bringing in little ring pops or bracelets or things like that to encourage the other students to um, donate to the cause so they were matched up with a senior so each of the seniors had a fifth grade and an eighth grader survivor that was helping them this year oh that's pretty cool like little apprentices yeah. <laughs> now, now the, obviously, they just did this during the school day. They didn't do the, the sleepover kind of thing like the seniors do, right? Correct. Yeah. They did go, and they got to meet um, the senior along with the junior survivor earlier when they were first chosen. And then they did get to participate in the very first night of senior survivor. They went for dinner and 
the first competition, but they were just there for a couple of hours. So yeah. no spending the night in the school. <laughs> yeah, no, just pretty cool stuff. And, and you see it kind of like if, if they were involved in it in fifth grade or eighth grade, by the time they get to uh, the high school, it's like, yeah, I was in that then, and maybe I can uh, – do even better this time as a senior yeah. but uh, what a great cause and and uh, fundraiser uh talk about the positivity uh project because you're yeah, also so, yeah you're involved in that as well yeah so um the positivity project um we started using a handful of years ago um and there were some other districts close by that had started using it and so that's kind of why we jumped on so what it is is it's um 24 character traits that um, it was actually a professor from U of M who did his research on the power of positive thinking. And he came up and did this research and the positivity project kind of went with it. And they found that there are 24 character traits that everyone possesses, no matter what um, religion, race, any of those um, circumstances. And so they when they were doing the research, if they came up with one character trait and then found maybe it didn't fit a specific culture or lifestyle, then they would eliminate it. So with these 24 character traits, we go through one a week um, and we look at the other people matter mindset. So thinking outside of themselves, which as middle schoolers, that's a little difficult sometimes. Um, so getting them to think about what their strengths are, maybe what are some things that they could work on, how could they appreciate others around them, um, and support one another to kind of make a family and a supportive environment for everyone. Well, you say middle schoolers thinking that. I'm thinking adults thinking outside of themselves. <laughs> yes, could you expand this perhaps nationwide? <laughs> Maybe have a well, seminar or I something? Think the project is working on it. <laughs> that's good to hear. Well, that's 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 great stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, keep up the great work there. Uh, we're talking with uh, Lindsay Perkins, of course. And, I um, way middle yeah, school. Yeah. Uh, just uh, great stuff that you're doing. And, and we wanted to highlight you here on Teacher Appreciation Week. And we know. Uh, you know what uh, what you guys do matters and obviously what you've told us really m- makes that clear I think for anyone who's paying attention so thank you so much you're welcome all right Lindsay yeah. back to class thanks for joining us today we appreciate it thank you have all a right. great day you too all right and we want to thank again the Howell Education Association local teachers working together for student success. So, All right, a couple yeah. of other things. You know, we were uh, talking, uh, we, we have the uh, the Walk for Warmth coming up uh, May 14th. Yes. The Old Heartland High School. Yes. The stash is coming off. Yes. Thank you to all those that have donated so far. You donate a little bit more if we hit that, what, $2,000 mark? Yeah. The back hair comes no, off, no, too. No, no. I, you know, I almost, I've been thinking about this, and I think it, that's actually been a disincentive. I think our fundraising think has, I think the minute I started talking about back hair, the fundraising stalled. Yeah. That they're like, oh, my yeah. God. You think it was no. a want The big so bang boom. Now I'm thinking, boom. unless we raise $2,000. If we don't raise two thousand dollars, I will remove. <laughs> so if you don't want that to happen, people, <laughs> we get stickers. We put them on his we're, back. We're, we're holding you hostage. Right. You don't want would PTSD. Do no would, one needs that. So would we do that? No, we would not. <laughs> yeah, we would. Of course, we would. All right. So yeah. uh, again, too, for uh, ladies' night out tonight downtown Brighton, we'll be handing out Mike and John swag. Of course, some of our new stickers. They're pretty cool. People have asked us where they can get them. You can get your giggle. On downtown Brighton tonight. Yeah. Around 7 o'clock, we'll be hanging out. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely stop by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers if they'll let us in the door and a few other places and just hanging out. So if you're down there, be sure to look for us and say hi. Yeah. Uh, and, and 
you know, it's getting later. I mean, it's staying lighter later now. Easy so, for him to yeah, say. Not really. And uh, so it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, at least I can dial the right number. Anyway, um, so when we're out there, you won't necessarily need a nightlight for most of the time. <laughs> you know, yeah, you say, grinding those here, gears again. Here, here, let me let me do this. So after ladies' night out, and you get home and it's dark. There you, you might need a nightlight. Better. <laughs> Your mom okay. might need a yeah, nightlight. That's true. Better. <laughs> Is that little... Yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's getting lighter later. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. McNightlights.com. You've seen the one we have here. You can make your own. Just download yeah. or upload yeah. a photo. It can be an old photo, a new photo. You can bring it back to life via light with nightlights. McNightlights.com, $20 a piece. Get two or more for $15 a piece. McNightlights.com. Place your order today for Mom's Day or any special occasion. Birthdays, anniversaries, that kind of thing. Uh, We are at $1,235 now. Raised for the Mike and John Seven hundred sixty-five more. And whatever, whatever you demand <laughs> becomes a reality. Unless we raise, this is it. <laughs> We're this is like we a, need the big tote board. This is like a terrorist like, video. Yeah. Unless you meet my demands, <laughs> I will board. take off my shirt in public. Oh my god! If we if we don't hit two thousand dollars, John's gonna wear a speedo Man. as his mustache gets shaved. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. All right. So, anyway. Yeah, so thanks for everyone that's been donating, though. All all jokes aside, uh, you know, we set a $1,000 goal, and now we're, you know, over it, and uh, let's keep it going. Because, uh, again, this money is going for a great cause uh, to help folks in need with their utility costs throughout the year. Um, And so we hope to see you out there on May 14th to join us. uh, And everyone, while supplies last, that joins us out there, uh, we're working on uh, some special... Gigo yes. swag. Yes. We're working on it. Yes. We're in touch with Danae and company. <laughs> Our Spirit of Livingston. Designer. All right. Yeah. Two Cent History Lesson today, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. National Chocolate Custard Day, too. He spoke Spanish. I did. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. <laughs> dun, dun, I know that tune. National Hoagie Day today, Sorry. too. Yeah. You ever have a hoagie? Yeah, of course. I was born in Philadelphia, by yeah. the way. Home of the hoagie. Home of the hoagie. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> 1925 on this day. Yes. John T. Scopes. What did the T stand for? Thomas. I don't know, I don't know either. Yeah. John T. Scopes was arrested in Tennessee for teaching Darwin's theory of evolution. One of those teachers yeah. trying to indoctrinate his students. Maybe that's what the T stood yeah. for. Trying to indoctrinate his students with evolution. Have you ever been indoctrined? Yeah. So... <laughs> It's 1956. Nothing new. And how ironic it happens on Teacher Appreciation Week. I know. Elvis Presley, 1956 on this day, Uh scored his first number one single and album. Uh Uh-huh. When Heartbreak Hotel hit the top of the charts. Well, we know what our favorite version is. Yeah, we do. (laughs) The Fonz. And don't forget in 2024, Fonzie for president. Yeah. He could still win. <laughs> he could. He's actually uh, Henry Winkler, very funny on the show Barry, which the new season's out now. Sit on it, John. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> he should. No, he doesn't really. Astronaut Alan B. Shepard. Although it would be funny if they worked that in somehow. 
They work a little. If they worked in a sit on it. That would be a little nod, <laughs> a little, if you will. All right, a go on. Of the hat. 1961, astronaut Alan B. Shepard Jr. became America's first space traveler as he made a 15-minute suborbital flight. Right. And the capsule launched. At Cape Canaveral. They essentially put him in a large cannon shell and just <laughs> shot him into the air and then he came back down. Kind of wasn't like much a Jupiter was. 2. No, well, for God, sure. no. They haven't heard that in a long time, have you? Dun, Jupiter 2. Bubbleheaded. They're movie. on their way to Alpha Centauri. Uh, Buffalo Springfield in 1968. The group split up. What's going on here, man? <laughs> what's that sound? <laughs> really more like, what's that smell? <laughs> Ritzy mm. Fury. Who was in Buffalo Springfield? Yeah, formed Poco. Oh, I didn't know that. See, you do learn a little something on this history. And then they went into business. I'm a teacher, right? (laughs) Yes, you are. Thank you. Yes. And then they went into business making road signs. Poco did. Yeah, don't you? Haven't you seen on the back of all those signs that says Poco? Haven't you seen that? No. Yeah, I've been to the Poconos. I'll show you. Stephen Stills teamed up with David Crosby and Graham Nash. They said, "What are we going to call this band?" How about Crosby, Stills, and Nash? Yeah. And then Young came around, and 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 they had and then a, what? And then what? Then what? They said carry on. Nineteen seventy nine. So what's that smell? Peaches and Herb <laughs> started a four week run at number one. Reunited and it feels so good. Let's talk about their second number one hit. Reunited <laughs> and it's understood. <laughs> See? That's that's Peach's Poco traffic control specialist. There's a company called Poco. Poco. Yeah, yeah, there is. And I've seen their thing on the signs, and I was like, oh, huh. The band went on the sign making. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congratulations. That's nice. And finally, 2015, scientists announced the discovery of the oldest and most distant galaxy ever found. It had a real fancy name. EGS dash ZS eight dash one. All right, got it. That's my new password. Thirteen billion light years from Earth. <laughs> Did the Enterprise get there? Did Jupiter two ever get there? No, I don't think so. No, because the Enterprise really only stayed in this galaxy. Because there was a great barrier at the end of the galaxy, it was very difficult to get over. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word. So they had to stay in this galaxy. Yeah. I mean, they they did get over it on the other side, but was it was the wall? great the great barrier. It was a yeah. big wall. Yeah, yeah. kind of. It was like a wall of energy. I see. Activated. They get through. It was it. activated photonic energy. They didn't put a. Full they tried throttle. to get over. It. Right. Yeah. And they had to Couldn't. stop there. Yeah. And in the new series, Star Trek Discovery, they come up against it and they're able to get through. Uh, spoilers. Don't want to spoil anything yet. Welcome to Nerdville. But uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> By the way, I'm yes. cool. <laughs> Wearing my Iron Man t-shirt. Talking about Star Trek. Yeah. Ladies, is taken. I'll be at ladies' night tonight in downtown <laughs> Brighton. Yes, he will. If you'd like to come up and, you know, get some of this intoxication. You know what? <laughs> in case you'd like to say hi to John. <laughs> Speaking of saying hi. Say hi to our friends at the Greenhouse in Wald Lake. Cherry Millen and Company, your one-stop shop for your quality, safe, legal, and effective cannabis needs. Right. Say hi <laughs> to our friends at the Greenhouse. hey <laughs> Go online, greenhousemi.com, and you can make arrangements even for delivery to Brighton. 
Yes, uh, Jerry Millen has uh, been involved in Michigan's cannabis community for over 15 years, a grower, caregiver, and advocate for helping those in need. And I want to bring, as John said, services here to Brighton. There will be more details on that coming up in a future right. show. We'll be talking with Jerry uh, next week, actually. A week from of course, today. Big meeting next week in Brighton, and we'll be talking to him. No, uh, a week from Tuesday. Yeah, from yesterday, yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, the greenhouse 100% locally owned. And um, for those who have sleep issues, you can stop in at the greenhouse, talk to one of their bud tenders about their sleep gummies, wide variety of flavors and dosages. They can work with you to develop an individualized regimen. Do you have, do you have a regimen? A regimen? Yeah. I thought it you're was a, a fitness. Regimen. You're a fitness. Well, guy. I thought it was a yeah. regimen. I have a regimen. It's not a regimen. It's a it's a soft G. It's like a Z. Soft G. It's a regimen. Soft G. It's like S H Z. Soft G. It sounds like a soft regimen. Regimen. I have a regimen. Yeah. It's yeah. tougher. <laughs> okay. You have, have a, a regimen. I have a regimen. <laughs> Here's no. my... Wait a minute. Here's my regimen. Oh, what's on Netflix today? <laughs> it's part of my regimen. <laughs> I'm going to do some push-ups. Meanwhile, meanwhile I'm, I'm doing a regimen. And I got a regimen. That's right. Well, is it Reginald or Reginald? <laughs> Reginald. 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 <laughs> Reginald. Come on in. It's time for tea. Uh, Reginald. Honestly, we did not start <laughs> by the Greenhouse before today's show. <laughs> no, but I, I yeah. should have because I had trouble sleeping last night. <laughs> All right, GreenhouseMI.com. Yeah, so, so if you have trouble sleeping, tossing and turning, <laughs> or just listening to the show, <laughs> they can <All> help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Want to thank uh, a couple of sponsors as well. Yeah. Our friends at uh, Murphy's Family Auto, Fairchild LaBelle and Rice, and Spirit of Livingston. Right. You can get our gear, our merch, and this month, 100% of the funds raised. We've picked a new charity, a new donor where we're giving the funds, correct, for the month of May? Yeah, absolutely. All right. We are helping out uh, Howell Firefighter Steve Moore, uh, who is continuing his uh, battle against pancreatic cancer. And uh, so we want to help out his GoFundMe account. And uh, you can as well. Uh, You can just do it simply by going to the merch store at MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. Pick out Uh, your T-shirts. Right. And Your so mugs, that's kind of a win-win. Stickers. You get some cool gear, plus you're helping out Steve. and uh, Or, uh, as well, you can uh, find the link on our Facebook page. You can just go right and make a donation straight to his uh, GoFundMe account. And, of course, uh, we wish Steve all the best as he continues uh, his fight against pancreatic cancer. You know, I, I, I have never met Steve personally, but he did. Uh, he messaged me on Facebook mm-hmm. the day that John and I... Exited our former employer <laughs> exactly. employment, and uh, just he wrote a very nice letter to me. And that uh, having never met the man, right. it was uh, it was very nice that somebody like that reached out. And uh, we've we've been in contact since then. So do what you can to help out Steve. Right. Wearing our gear will help. Or if you want to donate, as John said. Uh, we do have a link for that as well. Right. So, uh, yeah, good. Uh, we'll be doing that for the month of May. And tomorrow, by the way, we'll be talking with Rhonda from Torch 180, yes. uh, who they were the recipients of uh, the funds uh, through the end of April. And now uh, we'll be making that presentation. We will. Well, not a presentation. We'll just, uh, just tell her. <laughs> yeah, we, it's no big che- we don't have a big That's check like, or anything. You know, it's the day before class and we have yeah. to have the presentation ready. <laughs> that hey, ain't happened. We're trust gonna... me. Trust me. I just graded final presentations for the students I teach. And I'm like, really? 
Did you start this an hour ago? Did you learn from Mike and John? <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Really? So, so we will we will we'll let Rhonda know what she's getting. Yes. From, oh, <laughs> she knows what she's getting. <laughs> she knew going in. She should know by but an hour. Sure. We, we right. uh, definitely want to take care of them, and we appreciate everybody that's uh, helped support us along the way. So right. That's uh, being passed along. So uh, thanks for everybody that's uh, helped out there. Yeah, and indeed, uh, another one of our supporters, of course, you mentioned them just a second ago, Murphy's Family Auto. You can call to schedule an appointment, 517. 517- 552-3040. They're now open Saturdays, 8 to 1. And if you tell them Mike and John sent you, you get 5% off your bill. Tell me why John to change your oil. No, they They'll want, say no, no they, they have professionals that'll take work. care of that. I'll yes. be like, is this the oil? Nope. Well, <laughs> sorry. Is this it? No, that's <laughs> not it. What? John just said, what if I take this out? No, that's you talk ooh, to the uh, customers. Oh, that's the break? Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> so here's the... here's the here is shop the, not available at John's here, high school. <laughs> here's the Murphy's Family Auto Guarantee. I will not be near your car at all. All right, so that's a bonus. You know that that's true. When you bring your car to Murphy's Family Auto, John King will be nowhere near your that's vehicle. Right. And you save 5% off your bill if you say Mike and John sent you. All right. We have post-show coming up. Yeah, That's going to do it for today. We will see you back here tomorrow. For those that are coming downtown Brighton tonight for Ladies Night Out, we'll see you on the corner. <laughs> be hanging. Trying to look cool. <laughs> Trying. You're not going to wear the Iron Man shirt, right? Giggle on. We're going to giggle on tonight.